Good evening, fun hunters. <laughs> I must confess that I never expected to hear prolonged bursts of enthusiastic applause when my name was announced. <laughs> and I wasn't far wrong either. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Many years ago, my grandfather used to dangle me on his knee and tell all his friends that one day I'd be a rich, famous comedian. My grandmother, with tears of pride in her eyes, would tell all the neighbours that I'd grow into a handsome man that women would adore. It's a pity they're not here tonight, but unfortunately both since died of acute embarrassment. <laughs> you see, the trouble is to get on in show business, you've got to be born under a lucky star. Judging by the shape of my career, I must have been born under Fred Emney. <laughs> of course, fortunately, I don't have to do this sort of thing for a living. I only do it so I can purchase the extra luxuries in life, those gay, glamorous little things that make life so much more easier. Things like bread and shoes. <laughs> I'm not saying that things are financially bad, but I don't go to the bank anymore. The manager sends the red ink, me post. <laughs> it's funny, when we first got married, I promised the wife the world, which was understandable because she looks like Atlas. <laughs> and she's not very happy. She reckons she can't manage on 50 bob a week housekeeping. So I looked at my list of immediate engagements and doubled it. Now she gets 50 bob a fortnight. <laughs> Well, she's like that. She's started on about clothes, in particular the fact that she's only had one dress since we got married. I said, what's wrong with it? She said, nothing, but we're doing the housework with training veils. Filthy. <laughs> See, the, she's always complaining. She never stops. When we first got married, people thought I was a ventriloquist. For every time we opened my mouth, she talked. <laughs> she was never the same since our honeymoon when she fell down a wishing well. I was amazed, I didn't know they worked. <laughs> but I can truthfully say I've never known a moment's happiness or luck since the day I put that ring on a finger. And that was a farce of a ceremony. The rays of the hot August sun filtered through the stained glass windows, highlighting the mellow antiquity of the Saxon altar and glinting on a father's rifle. <laughs> she was awkward, she didn't want the traditional music of the wedding march, oh no. She wanted something more modern. So she walked down the aisle to the tune of Lovely to Look At, and the organ caught fire. <laughs> it's hard to describe what she looked like in a wedding dress, but I've seen a scalp wound dress better. It was one of these mini wedding dresses. She didn't suit her. You didn't know if she had bare legs or stockings on line with walnuts. <laughs> the vicar took one look at her, looked at me, looked at the size of her again, and said, Do you take this woman or will you have her delivered? <laughs> Because she's a hell of a size. Every time she walks past the chemist shop, the weighing machine jumps inside. <laughs> she can't wear corsets. She has to use bailing wire. <laughs> well, I'll give her a credit. She does her best to look beautiful. She's had her face lifted so often that in future they'll have to load her body. <laughs> On top of all my trouble, we've just bought a house that's so jerry-built. If they ever demolish it, they'll have to repair it, sir, so it's safe to pull down. <laughs> The estate agent said it's the sort of property you can do a lot with, and you can, particularly if you're handy with dynamite. <laughs> Never trust an estate agent. It was advertised as having extensive views of the woods. When we get there, we found it was next door to a timber yard. <laughs> and I've never known a house so cold. Last winter in the cellar, the spiders had to lag the webs. <laughs> and it's far too big for us, where you can tell the size of it when it's five o'clock in the garage, it's half three in the kitchen. <laughs> It's the only house I've come across where the mice wear St. Christopher medals. 
And the grass on the front lawn's a disgrace. It's so tall, every time a frog jumps, he gets a double hernia. <laughs> so there's one thing, I live in a pretty safe district of England. If ever there's a war, the Russians are never invaders because the rates are too high. <laughs> well, you've been such an nice audience, I would like to say that if you're ever in Manchester, come and look us up, the door's always open. And we can't shut the damn thing. <laughs> In conclusion, I'd just like to take this opportunity of firstly thanking the BBC and Lulu for making it possible for me to work on the show, and secondly to thank the wife and kids for having made it necessary. Good night. <laughs>